0: Hey NAIF ball fans, this is John Cooper with my co-host Corey Thorpe. We are joined today with probably the best guest we could imagine joining the podcast. We have the heart and soul of a football program, the backbone as well, especially the backbone, the people that actually do stuff and get stuff done. We have the Northwestern College equipment managers. Wyatt and Grant with us. Guys, how are you doing? Wyatt, start with you first, man. How are you doing?
1: I'm fantastic.
0: Grant, what good about you, here. man? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Can you tell us, one of y'all, can you tell us how the weather is in Iowa right now?
1: Couldn't be much worse. What? How is it? There? <laughs> Couldn't be much worse. like, uh, it snowed yesterday, uh... Last week, and what was it two weeks ago? I think uh, we got out of school, which we never do at Northwestern because it was like negative fifty-five with the wind Chill, and that yeah, was awful.
0: That's crazy, guys. So we're in the off season here. Uh, Wyatt, why don't you tell us what are your guys's role in the off season? Is it the same as in season, just not as busy? But what's your what's your role?
1: Well, yeah, it's definitely not as busy as in season but um right now like I just kinda keep in contact with the coaches and I mean, uh me and uh Mr. McCarty we're pretty we're pretty close, so I'll just stop by his office and just kinda hang out and we'll talk football and we'll talk a lot about equipment and I mean he honestly McCarty loves like he loves talking about equipment and stuff just about as much as we do, so but um Yeah, I'll I'll swing by there and we'll talk, like, what we need to get for next year. Um, Shoulder pads, helmets, and, uh, you know, it's it's recruiting season and we're kind of, he's kind of figuring out how many guys we're going to bring in and then we kind of factor that into, okay, well, what do we need to buy, you know, stuff like that. And uh, spring ball is right around the corner in April, so, yeah.
2: So I've seen this trend. You talk about recruiting season. I've seen this growing trend, uh, not only outfitting the kids in a uniform, but putting their parents in a uniform, too. Have y'all uh, had any had any rec- requests to put pa- uh, recruits' parents in uniforms yet?
1: Um, Usually Grant? when they come in from a... For recruiting, we try and almost get them away from their parents. Not that it's a bad thing uh, or anything, but, I mean, they are going to be a little more um, independent, obviously. That's why you come to college. So we try and uh, take them on the tour sometimes by themselves, so, and then their parents can also take another tour with uh, an academic person while a coach takes the actual player. So the coach will take the player through facilities, so, so on and so forth, and then the parent gets to see, okay, this is where the dorms are, this is where the academic support is, and so on and so forth. All the things that the parents want to see, and then also that the kid wants to see. And if both parents come, then sometimes they'll get the dad or the mom coming in. But we really haven't gotten very many uh, parents that want to get outfitted and stuff. Mostly it's just like their kids' names on the locker so they let their kid have that moment.
0: That's amazing that the trend has not quite yet made it to your part of Iowa. Uh, Grant, I want to hear from you, man. We see the lids that uh, Northwestern provides the players, and they're beautiful. So you both know we're in the NAIA Helmet Wars. We're starting round two tomorrow. Um, But Northwestern is definitely a favorite. If they had to choose just one helmet to put out there, the red, black, or white, which one is your favorite, Grant?
1: Uh, I would have to say um, the white helmet with the black face mask.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was something that uh, we as an equipment team uh, came up with in the 2016 season against Dort, which is a big rivalry game. And I mean, we had the parts. All we had to do was switch things around. Um and it it made all the guys like feel like they were at a bigger program that we like, surprised them with it and everything. Um, yeah, so I, for me, it has to be the white and the black. It's clean. It it's dirt like it's grimy looking. Uh, I don't know. It just gives somewhat of uh, an attitude on the field, and that's what the players love. And I like doing that for the players. So that's definitely got to be a favorite.
2: How does that uh How does that process go for for choosing a uniform each each week? How does How does that process work out?
1: Um, I guess uh, with with Wyatt, I mean, we we've always just done. Uh, well, I guess I came up with most of it, uh, and then asking him like, "Is this something you like or whatever?" And then we'll like somewhat change it and we'll come up with like a rough draft. We'll ask the players like our guys that we think are going to be captains or seniors, stuff like that. Um, like, what do you guys want to wear? Um, and we have little traditions here and there about stuff. Um, like now our thing is if we get into home playoffs, we're in the uh, traditional look, all white helmet, red jersey, everything else is white. But, uh, pretty much we want to look different than the opponent if they were predominantly black okay then we're not wearing black pants we we're wearing white we just want to look different if we can makes it easier for our guys to know who's who uh makes film a little better and i don't know i feel like it just sticks out when you stick out
0: All right. either one of you can answer this next question but traveling on the road at any level of college football is is a very unique thing. And I assume that you guys travel on the road with the team, right? Yep. Okay. So here's my question to you. Out of the places you've been so far, what's your favorite location in the G Pack to go to? If you have one.
1: I know, Grant. Why? What what would you say? Morning? Yours? <laughs> I love. I actually like going the morning side a lot. Their environment is amazing. I mean, I I think we have a great home atmosphere and home field advantage, but the way that their stadium is set up and all of the the cowbells and the tailgating, and then you get the the Bummer's Hill, as they call it, or something like that, where they have like students or alumni on the hill behind the visiting crowd. I mean, there's just so much noise, so much hype. And, I mean, there's already hype when Northwestern plays Morningside. So it just, if you can't get excited for that game at that place, I mean, you're not a fan
0: of football. Grant, I'm going to let you answer this next question, and it'll scaffold off of the the one we just answered. You're talking about Morningside. That game was definitely probably the regular season game of the year as far as the competitiveness. Um, Grant, can you just describe what it was like this year to this year's Morningside game?
1: I mean, sometimes we – like, we we obviously know they're good, and we're – good in ourselves we're good in right and we are a great team i think that we've established that we are a good team but this year one versus three that was uh that was a great game i mean i have butterflies in my stomach i still like almost in like got butterflies right now just trying to remember it um it was it was amazing uh I, I honestly thought that, like you said, it was the best game of the year. And uh, the way we talked about it is it was going to be uh, the game for the G Pack, and possibly whoever wins this could win it all. So, I mean, to have that, that on the line was great.
0: I totally agree with that. Wyatt, I'm going to go with you now. Um, you know, we talked about going traveling throughout the G Pack, but, you know, next year's national championship game is in Grambling Louisiana why would you uh, ever want to go to Grambling Louisiana oh I'm all about it hey so let yeah, me ask you what if you could pick any uniform combination for these guys to wear what would it be if Northwestern made the national championship next year
1: we made the natty I think um I think a player favorite of ours would be the uh, white helmet, black face mask, and uh, black pants with the white jersey. Uh, that's like there's something about that uniform when we wear it. It's like the guys just have a swagger with it. And uh, last year was my first year. I remember we went to we we wore that at Langston, right, Grant? Yeah, yeah I think, and uh, it's just something about it, like. Uh, Guys, it's. I think a majority, if you ask them, would probably say that's their favorite. So I mean, it depends on. Uh, who was, I guess, the home or away team, but I'm. I mean, that's. It's one of my favorites too. So.
2: I mean, you know, there there are a couple teams out there in the NCAA, off the top of my head that I can think of, Georgia Tech and and LSU, that we're white at home. So you know, it 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 doesn't matter. And uh, you know, the Patriots have. Uh, had a tradition of wearing white in the Super Bowl for uh for quite a few years now. So, you know, you could kind of do your own Patriots Patriots thing that, <clears throat> there. But um one thing that, one thing that I'm I'm curious about um and either of you can can answer. Um you know, a lot of um thought and work is going into the uniforms and the equipment. Um, itself, especially when it comes to preventing injuries, specifically concussions. What's uh, what's one or two things that are either here or just out on the horizon um, that y'all are looking forward to uh, from an equipment standpoint, especially when it comes to like injury prevention?
1: Well, I guess I'll say uh, the big thing for us this year. For helmets was the new Vices helmet. Uh, It was something that was completely new to us, and uh, we had a representative come by, and uh, we got the whole like breakdown and how these are, you know, the new thing, and uh, we bought we bought two of them, and uh, yeah, that's, I mean, they're great helmets, and uh, yeah, that was pretty much my experience.
0: Hey, so why? Yeah, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, uh, the biggest thing is, yeah, looks like why it's with McCarty. I mean, he's a he's a total football junkie, and uh, he likes talking equipment with us. And if we find something, he wants to jump on it. He wants to be at the forefront and trying to uh, keep our guys as safe as possible, so that they can play as long as they as they want and as long as they can. Um, but also just so that they are. Able to have healthy lives after football. Uh, that's one thing that he preaches is that we want to make you better men uh, than when he came in. And that also just means taking care of them. So uh, when we had the ICs from Clint Richards over uh, and could pick his brain and actually ended up buying two of those helmets to put two of our best players in, I mean, it changed the game completely. Uh, and also just trying to offer the best that we can, and we also, Wyatt and I, uh, taking time to fit freshmen, like, completely properly compared to many other small schools, not saying it's that they're not doing a great job that they are. I mean, small schools don't always have a proper training or anything, and we try and just do it the, the best that we can to make sure that everybody is safe.
2: Well, I'll tell you this, I, th- I think, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure how many hits to the head John's taking over here, but it might
0: have been like one or two too many. <laughs> so, you know, funny thing is, I enjoy hearing that and the playoff words off of Corey. Um, you know, Revo speeds, I feel like an old man, but the Revo speeds, Revo uh-huh. flex, you know, we're starting to gain popularity and universal form everywhere. You know, everybody has them now. And I know you guys have the best of the best over there. Um, So I'm glad to hear you guys taking care of freshmen because you are exactly right. Back when I played, you know, they would put a freshman in a concussion bucket and not think two things about it. So any prospect listening out there, that's an amazing thing to hear. Now, guys, either one of you can answer this question, and this is the last question you'll have for me. But there are always player-friendly, equipment manager, you know, think. Not not every equipment manager lets every player go through. So, which Northwestern guy on the roster is allowed to come through you guys' equipment room with no problem and be cool about it and everybody's cool when he comes in? Hey, like,
1: honestly, God, I, think, I feel like – oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like um, – it's such a family atmosphere that we never really, um, like, shy anybody away. I mean, they're always welcome to come in if they have something that they need fixed or anything like that. Or even if we're just in there, they can come by at any time. Now, if we're working on something secret or a surprise or we have a lot of stuff, I mean, we might be like, can you come back at a different time? But, I mean, they're always welcome.
2: What I want to know from the both of you, and I'll ask you in turn, is um, to name like a, a team MVP, a pick-to-click, for the next season, and what um, kind of a prediction of a win-loss record for uh, Northwestern for the upcoming season. Grant, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh,
1: for, a, for a full team MVP, I'd probably have to say uh, Tanner Mahachek. Um. The kid does everything the right way and is a total beast on the field. Um, so, I mean, I'd, I'd say him. Uh, and then for uh win-loss record, I think that they end uh, league play and the season uh, undefeated. I feel like they're, they'll get past Morningside. Uh, they have such a good nucleus, both teams, but Northwestern finally has the the veteran players so I think they'll do that do very well and uh make a really deep playoff run
2: Wyatt how about you
1: my team MVP um I really think our offense is loaded this year so it could it could honestly be anybody but um I'm gonna I'm gonna say Shane Silberg our uh, stud wide receiver him and Tyson they got great chemistry together so I think he'll go off this season even more than the last year. And uh as far as win loss goes, I really I really think that this is our year that like we finally get over like the morningside, you know, morningside hill. And uh if we can do that, you know, I I really don't think there's anyone that can stop us. you know. I think uh it's really good as good as any to go undefeated and make a run at Louisiana, so
2: well, gentlemen, I will. Uh, I'll hold y'all to those predictions, and um, and we'll see what we get come September. And um, you know, I, I hope to see y'all in in Grambling. John and I, John and I both plan on plan on being there for the whole thing. So we we definitely hope to see y'all in real life and and meet you and shake your hands. John, you got anything else?
0: Grant White, I really appreciate you guys uh, joining us today, and. Uh, you know, it's not very often that the equipment guys get the glory, but you guys are Twitter monsters over there tearing it up and serving your university or college well. So uh, keep up the good work, guys, and we'll catch up with you soon, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. All right, see you guys. Okay. Hey, NAIA football fans, this is John Cooper with my co-host Corey Thorpe. You guys just listened to a great interview with the heart and soul at the Northwestern College football program, the equipment managers. We really appreciate those two guys coming on with us. Uh, Corey, what was your hot take for what happened there?
2: I, uh, I just keep mulling over their, their predictions. Um, you know, going for an undefeated season, both of them. Um, you know, I, Morningside lost its, its heart and soul. Um, this year to graduation, so we'll see if Northwestern can uh, can make up make up that that ground. Do you do you think that they're going to be able to beat Northwestern uh, to beat Morningside, John?
0: Well, first thing, I love their prediction, but let's be honest, they said that because they didn't want to get beat up on campus <laughs> when we released this podcast. You might be right, but I mean, it's not going to be far fetched to think that Northwestern can win the Pack this year and make a national championship run. We're not saying that those guys are wrong by any means, but, uh, you know, I'm a Faulkner University alum. In my head, or excuse me, my heart, I think Faulkner's going to win every game. Now, when it comes to the unbiased person that runs NAIF ball, I can use my head and separate it, but uh, I'm, I'm with those two guys. Now, Corey, moving on from that, We have something very interesting on Twitter. We are in the third round of NAI Helmet Wars. Northwestern's in it. You know, they have their combination of helmets on there. It's going to get very interesting. I think there's 24 teams left.
2: At this point, by the time this podcast gets out next week, we're probably going to be a little bit further along.
0: Right. We'll probably be down to 12 next week. We have three triple threat matches in the polls that are going to be very interesting. And the most interesting matchup is Dort, Morningside, Northwestern, all three together. And that is all that's huge favorites to win the whole thing. So whoever wins that might come out on top all together. Corey, who's your favorite to win it all?
2: You know, I man, there's there's a ton of them that are that are just really really nice. I um I really like you Pikes. That that, that chrome just gets me every time. But um you know, Marions. Marions are are real, real nice. I love them. You can't count out Northwestern. Um, I don't. Did Southeastern make it? Because I really like the Southeastern. Southeastern
0: did not make it. Ah, your
2: your Faulkner Eagles edged them out. I I uh, I demand a recount, as is so often the case with Florida voting. But uh, but yeah, those those uh, there. I I really like those. Um, is Kansas Wesleyan still in it? I haven't checked. Kansas
0: Wesleyan's still in it. they
2: got a lot of combinations to work they with. I do. don't know how often I, they use them, but yes, they're I still think, pretty.
0: I think the, the big judgment with them is that they only use the white ones, but they do show off a lot of beautiful combinations. We hope to see those soon. As far as my favorites, I definitely see it as a three-team race between Northwestern, Pikeville, and... And then Indiana Wesleyan oh, coming nice swing, out right. of nowhere with those charcoal gray helmets, those white helmets. Beautiful. And so I expect Indian Wesleyan to come out of nowhere. But, Corey, this is all the NAI news we have. Guys, keep up with the Helmet Wars. Follow us on every platform. Hopefully by this time next week, whenever you're hearing this, uh, we'll be available on every platform. Uh, Keep up the support, and we are signing off. Have a good one.